I'm Jay Stokes, joined today by Will and Dash, right lads? Hello, mate. Um, who's that creaky door? Who's is that? As soon as we start, there's a creaky door in the background. It's it actually is. a late Halloween episode. We're actually starting off a parody of Thriller. Hang on, it's this, isn't it? Hang on. <laughs> is that your uh, wooden leg, Dash? It's, creepy. <laughs> it's me iron lung. <laughs> it fucking must be. So anyway... But whatever it is, stop doing it. Yeah, it's called rocking back on my... Very squeaky chair, so I'm gonna sit forward. Okay. Do I stay like this? Now? Don't do that. I'll, so I'll start podcasting from my bed, which is the squeakiest thing ever, and then it'll all go to pot. Well. Uh, right, just, can we get back to podcasting? Yeah. Uh, hello, everyone. Sorry for that little uh, intermission. Um, yeah, podcast. Uh, stuff to talk about. What's words and things? Uh, we're not very well prepared this time because we haven't got a great deal to talk about any of us, but uh, I'm sure we'll uh, cobble a show I together out of so something. It's just you and me. Yeah. Oh, is it just me? All right. Is it only me that's been playing we play games, nothing you but Screamride? I'll play games. No, I'll you play, play game. game. <laughs> <laughs> At the moment. Uh, yeah, okay. Let me... Um... Yeah, before we get into games and stuff, um... strange one for me, I need to acknowledge... Um... The passing the other day of Mr. Terry Pratchett, who ah, has sorry. provided many, many hours of good stuff yeah. in our lives. All of us have read his books. Um, it's not very often that I give half a toss about somebody famous dying. Uh, generally, I couldn't give two hoots. Uh, but this time, this is somebody who does actually mean something to me. And um, yeah, just a quick acknowledgement, really. And um, yeah, if he's listening in any capacity, I'd like to say thank you, Mr. Terry. Yes, I don't really. I've not really got much to say about it. Just it was very no, no, sad times when I heard that. Yeah, occasionally you need to acknowledge these things, and, and that was one of those times. But moving on with the business mm. at hand, um, I haven't got a great deal to talk about. As I said, I've been playing lots and lots of Scream Ride. Um, I've managed to get myself uh, probably ten or fifteen scores in the top ten, top twenty in the world. Um, I'm still working on those. I'm almost completed all the challenges in the game, so I'm going to start moving on to user-created con- user content, and other than that, that's all I've been playing. So, lads, enlighten me with your interesting facts of what you've been doing. I'm still taken aback by the fact that I'm pretty sure you just said, said user-cunt at one point, but... Regardless, I think I'll go first then. Uh, so I think I mentioned last week that I was borrowing a PlayStation 4 for the week, which I did. Nobody tells Stu. Oh, that's that's something else. Um, I don't know, just a wee side topic, but you've seen Chappie, haven't you, Jess? No, not yet, no. No? I was going to say, Mr. Cullen will be annoyed with the amount of PlayStation 4s in that movie. Oh, is the many. <laughs> oh, yes, doesn't he build many. a supercomputer out of them? Using PlayStation 4s, yeah. maybe. But anyway, I. Moving on, I got a loan of PlayStation 4. My mate that gave me a loan of them, God bless him, very nice of him, but sent it with no games. Well, he did send it with games, he sent it with basketball, football and American football. <laughs> and I'll have all these games from EA Access, but I managed to, at the very end of the week, get 
a random ungrateful fucker. No, yeah, that, that said, that said, I was happy. I said, God bless him. Even I don't even believe in God. Yeah, well, it must have driven but you mad. Um... It was quite. I mean, I t- turned it on. I played a lot of the kind of PS Plus stuff that he played, but I'm not a big fan of a lot of the stuff that's on there. Uh, I can't even tell. You, I think one of what's it, Swapper? It's called the one where you. It's like a kind of platformy game where you get to clone yep. your character. Another one you so mean. Yeah, and then you can make the other guy move behind um, the walls and stuff, yeah. Uh, there was a lot of other stuff. What is it? Ap- Apotheon or something? The kind of Greek style kind of platformy hack and slash game. That was a bit boring as well. But, as I said, at the end of the week I managed to rent... Uh, well, I st- tried to rent at the start of the week, but on, on the Thursday I managed to get a copy of The Order which I know we spoke about last week, but I managed to play through the whole game and finish it. I don't think the game length is that much of an issue compared to some of the other things that I've played. I can see how people would be annoyed by the fact that there's there's not much else to do once you beat it, unless you really, really want to go through and try and get the extra kills for the trophies and stuff like that. But aside from that, I felt it was a very solid shooter in its own right. Uh, I really liked, I thought it was a very, very pretty game. I don't think I've seen much that kind of compares to it. Maybe Destiny, but Destiny's sci-fi, so it's, maybe I'm minimalising it a wee bit, but I think sci-fi is a wee bit easier to look pretty than Mm. something like this. But I very much like the setting, the whole, like, parallel universe, world steampunk, 1980s thing. Uh, I, they find, no matter, even if you've got steampunk, I, I question the fact that they can make full-on assault rifles and stuff, but uh, I, I wasn't really that bothered. The characters were great. They all talk in, like, ye old English. It's very Shakespearean and theatrical, which was quite cool. And I know Jace isn't a big fan of this kind of thing, but I quite like the quick-time events that show up a lot in it. Uh, <sighs> actually, I mean, there's 16 chapters in the game. But there's probably only about seven or eight shooting chapters in it the whole time. A lot of the chapters are just kind of long cutscene bits with a bit of quick time event in amongst them. Uh, but it actually made me think I would I wouldn't mind playing that game if it didn't have shooting in it at all. But if they kind of made it a kind of Walking Dead style or something, that kind of idea where you're doing a lot more of the quick timey stuff and you're maybe in the conversation, you're actually getting to choose what your guy's saying and things like that. But, yeah, I enjoyed that. Very, very fun. It didn't at any point get boring. I think the only complaint I have about the game is there's a couple of sections where generally it's dark and you're on your own, even though there's a bunch of supporting characters usually, but you'll be put down in some basement and there'll be a few werewolves let loose. And the whole point is you're meant to traverse this basement and take out the werewolves, but Basically, the werewolves run away and hide from you, and they cut, they charge at you one at a time. Mm-hmm. And if you can shoot them as they're charging towards you, take them down, you run over, you press Y to finish them off. Uh, that's how you beat them. So I don't know if they were expecting you to wander about these basements, but instead I found the easiest way to deal with the werewolves was to just back myself into the first corner I could see and just keep an eye out for one coming, shooting it like hell, and it would usually fall just as it got to me. Pressing Y to take it out and then looking out for the next one to come, which meant all the werewolf fights just were basically that, me hanging about in the corner waiting for them to show up. Uh, because I found if I tried to go any further in, you would get taken from behind 
and <laughs> um, aye, and I don't know. Maybe there was a better way of doing that because I I found I think there was about three of these encounters in the game, and definitely by the time I got to the third one, I was like, right, where's the corner I'm going to go into? And there's there's just no tactics there. But yeah, definitely worth a play if anybody's got it. I don't know if it's worth paying full price for. We've already had that conversation, but it's definitely worth a rent or you know, get it and trade it in when you're done with it, whatever. Uh, apart, uh, as well as that, uh, I managed to, on Saturday, I didn't get a long play through this, but I got a loan of a copy of Drive Club. Hang on, before you go on to Drive Club, can I just ask you a couple right. of things about the order? You can. No, in fact, actually you can. Okay, fair enough. As you were, tell me about Drive Club. No, no, go on, mate. Um, the thing about the order, this is, obviously, it was quite a big deal, because it's a console exclusive for PS4, isn't it? Um, and because of that, I hadn't really followed it. I mean, I saw the reveal at E3. Um, and yeah, it looked really exciting. It looked kind of, you know, it had that sort of dishonoured Victorian steampunk look. And you had this, this, this band of four characters and it all looked, and they all had these awesome weapons and stuff. And so I just kind of had it pegged as a four player game. And, um, it was only very recently, um, just a, just before it came out, I think that I that I realised it was only a single player, and then there was all this business with the um, with with the length of the game and so on. So I think my question to you is: Do you think the Xbox is worse off for not having it? Not particularly. Uh, I feel I feel like I'm better off for having played it, but I don't think we're missing an awful lot. As for the the co-op aspect, I know what you mean because a lot of the time you are going about with at least another companion. In fact, if you're, it's the same way as, uh, I know I'm going to say this, but I kind of complained about a lot of people comparing it to Gears of War, mm. but it's that same way as Gears of War. You'll have your, you and three others in a squad, and quite a lot of the times in the mission, you'll split up into two groups, of two, very much like that game, and the fact that you're almost always with someone in the combat feels like it should, it shouldn't have been too hard to put co-op into it, but, because the game's very cutscene heavy and there's a lot of QTEs in the cutscenes and stuff like that, I don't know how that would have went down co-op-wise. Plus, I don't know... If I'm playing a, a game co-op with, like, Jace or Dell or something like that, I don't want to sit about and watch a half an hour cutscene with them. I want to play a game. Hmm. So it might not be suited for co-op in that way. Uh, also, without going too far into it, it's very much um, Galahad's story. The, the main character, I think, his real name's Gray, but, or Grayson, or whatever his name is, but everybody calls him Galahad, because they're all knights at a round table and whatnot. Mm. But, uh, it's very much his story, and there's a couple of times in the game where he will leave his group, and he'll be with some other people. And if you were the co-op partner, you'd have to be jumping about between characters a lot. And I don't know how that would go down, but, yeah, that's... As you asked, well, I don't, I don't know that we're missing a lot, but it's definitely worth a play. Yeah, okay. I mean, because they were, they weren't, they weren't really high end scores, were they? So you know, it's. I suppose we'll have with that. The Xbox has the same, same issues with its own exclusives as well, and and how they get received. You know, Fable obviously has been coming off quite badly lately, and 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 what with the new one going free to play and everything, it's almost like. Well, you just give us the Fable RPG and stop dicking around in the rest of the world because it's not what anybody wants. No. Yeah, yeah but uh, as I said, got to hold the Drive Club. And, yeah. I mean, the, the 
first thing I would say about it is it's simulation, but it's not as bad as Gran Turismo or Forza. In terms of it's, for me, it's, well, for me, it kind of seems to sit somewhere between Forza Horizon and Forza. Like it's a lot more sim than Horizon, and a lot less than than Forza itself. I was able to play it, so that tells you something because I can't play standard Forza just yet. Uh, the thing that I noticed about it is you don't buy cards cars in this game. Every time you play in a race or do things, you get experience which levels you up, and every time you level up, it'll give you one or two new cars to bring in. Now, does it, does it unlock those in, like, banks of similar types of cars, or is it, uh, like, more powerful cars each time? Well, it seems, to be that all the, well it seems to be all the supercars are all at the end of the list, and that's all up in the level 40s and stuff. So, and all, all the ones I had were all hatchbacks and stuff like that. Uh, I think I had a... What did I have? I had a, a mini... And I had a Volkswagen Golf, and I eventually got an Audi Quattro, the kind of hatchback one. Uh, but as I said, it's a beginning to these races that you get the experience to unlock the cars. But each race, it's not just about coming first in the race. Each race has a list of stars attached to it. So generally, it's three stars you have you have to go for in it. And the first star is generally unlocked by getting a position in the race, whether that be, I don't know if later on you're going to get asked to be first, which I'd imagine would be the case, but when I was playing it, because I was only just getting started, each race you've gone to, the first star would be unlocked by getting finishing in the top three, and then the second star generally gets unlocked by doing some sort of skill in the game, so whether it be getting a, a high drift score throughout the map, or whether it be maybe getting a certain amount of speed or something like that, and the third one, uh, I don't know, I don't even know how to explain it, but it was it was just always kind of skills and stuff. But I, I thought that that would probably bring a lot more replayability in it, especially when it comes to the time trials and stuff, because um, usually when you go into a race, it, it has a certain amount of cars that are available for it. And I was looking at it and you were going in and maybe like my Volkswagen Beetle was the only one that was I had available, but there was two or three other cars that you could use. So I'd imagine you'd go back later on to get the stars that you missed and stuff that way. But it was alright. Uh, it felt a bit dead. Like, lifeless. But I think so does Forza probably. So I don't know if it would be for me. So does it have ghost cars? Is it always online? And how does it look? Uh, well, it seemed to be online. They seemed to be racing against some sort of driver-tar-ish type of thing. Because all the cars had player names above them. And some of them had gamer tag pictures beside them, hmm. so it seemed to be that uh, the go- as for ghosts, you, you you get racing against ghosts when you played time trials. I noticed, but it was only my own ghost. But I don't know. I never really got into the multiplayer of it too much because I only got playing it for about two hours. But that's that's been my PlayStation Four experience, guys. I did turn on PT for. Less than five minutes, but, <laughs> <laughs> but decided I could lasted that long. To be honest, <laughs> I kind of know how bad it's going to get. And when I turned it on, it was just because you know oh, I've only got half an hour before my mate comes and gets this. And oh, why don't I turn on PT? But I wasn't in the right place to sit and play it. I got got two corridors in, and noises were starting to happen, and it was time to go. <laughs> 
Yeah, I didn't get much further than that, mate, to be honest. But, yeah, that's me. I do want to play that good one. Good times, yeah. good times. You've got to play it, Dash, just for the experience. I know um, it's been kind of sport, everyone, but I knew nothing about it when I first played it. I was like, oh. You know nothing, just stuff. I know. Yeah, no, I, I don't um, know anything about it, particularly, because, yeah, it's something I expect I would. Well, keep it yes, that way. I don't ever look at any videos. No, but, uh, yeah, it's pretty good. And play it with, um, with the light off. Okay. <laughs> stuff. In the dark with my headphones. Yeah, go on. So, Dash, you've been playing some games as well, then, have you? Yeah. More than one I game. I picked up New Map this week. Yeah, that, that song actually plays on a loop through the entire game. Good. Yeah, like, just like Manic Miner. Um, but it doesn't actually. Um, so Numa is, um, on Xbox One. It's a first person puzzle game. So you see the one to jump to is Portal, of course. And, and, and it's similar in so much as you'll enter a room and you have to work out how to get through it. But instead of having a portal gun, um, you, you have very, very little. In fact, you, you can basically move around the room, uh, and you can jump slightly. But the, the game mechanic is, um, within each room uh, will be a sort of pedestal with a sort of blue eye on it. And you basically just look at that, and then the door will open. Um, meanwhile, um, the narrator, which is you, um, appear to be a god. Um, uh, but you're a bit of a dick, to be honest. You just sort of mutter about sort of existential nonsense and all sorts of things, and the matter of being and... Having legs and not having arms. Smoke and mirrors. Yeah, yeah, a bit of that. Um, I like that kind of stuff. It makes me think I'm clever. Yeah, but it, but it's just all a bit. I don't know. Sixth form, you know. And and I think the game would have benefited hugely from having a proper actor do it because you know the the, the guy that's talking. Oh, he's fine, but he just sounds like just sounds like a normal bloke. And it's and I I don't know if that was intentional or they just couldn't get an actor or something, I don't know. But um I, I think that would have sort of given it a bit more um a bit more gravitas. Um it's a pretty game, I think. Um it runs it's the first game to run on Unreal Engine 4, as I'm sure you might know. So um you'd think that things like all the textures and the and um and water and things like that would be would be top notch. And it is it is pretty. There's a lot of sort of gold Reflections. All the rooms sort of look sort of ancient Greek, ancient Romans, sort of lots of columns and lots of floors of marble and stuff. Um, but really, they just—it just seems like they're sort of stock cubes, really. That have got a bit of a skin on them. Um, it doesn't seem to be imaginatively designed or anything. Like, no, not like Oxo. Oxo. No, just like a sort of cube, yeah, that you'd get out like the stock library in the Unreal Engine, you know object library or something, and then they've just sort of applied a, a sheen to it, which is probably exactly how the game was built anyway. Um, but Games made of cubes will never work. Do, do you know, it will never take off, will it? And and so I suppose from that point of view, it, it looks pretty, but it's, it looks like a demo, a tech demo, I think, of, of, what, of, of somebody practicing with the engine. They just sort of tacked on a game into it. That's, that's what I think it looks like. I suppose it probably is a little bit of that. Yeah, I mean the 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 mechanic, the the looking at things just isn't terribly exciting. Well, that's disappointing. Yeah, I quite um, I quite fancy that game. I, I might not be put off by this anyway. I might still get. Well, it. look, I'm about halfway through it. I 
I bet you I'll have wasted me 16 quid and that'll, that'll be on Games for Gold in a few months' time. Uh, or at least be going for like four quid or something. Uh, and then, you know, might not be such a, a bad thing. Oh, and it's, it looks like it's an incredibly easy 1,000G. I think there's only 10 achievements and there are 100 each, pretty much. Uh, and well, doing achievements wrong. Yeah, you, you'll, have unlocked, um, you'll have unlocked 300 points within an hour of playing it. Not bothered either way. Uh, it's, it, it, it's, it doesn't seem terribly long. Um, and because you're the narrator, there, there's, there's no plot as such. It's just you sort of musing on what's going on around you. Um, now, I don't know how that's going to develop, but I can't really remember anything that the narrator has said. It's, it doesn't seem to be hugely memorable anyway. Fair enough. How much was it? Um, 16 quid. It's not much though, is it? No, no. I, I, mean, I could have picked up um, Ori and the Blind Forest as well for the same price. And um, I think when I've got a bit more Rayman out of the way, I think we'll go back to... Uh, I think I will pick up Ori anyway. It's a good game, that Rayman. Yeah. Everyone's so what else playing you been playing? Um, well, I finished Dragon Age at long last. Let's put the, put the effort in to get it I mean, it you're going to stop yabbing on about it every time we fucking speak yeah, to you in a party. last time. Christ. That's good to know. Um, you, you, <laughs> you've been playing you, it for about seven months. Or well, I got it. I got it at Christmas. Um, I don't think I started it till January, really. Um, and then I got sort of. It's no, it's no March, but yeah. okay. Well, it <laughs> did take a long time to play. It does. It is a long game, uh, and you've also put a lot more hour wise into it than I have. I know you're talking about the 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 fact that the game still runs when you get your Xbox off, but mine's did the same. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I, um, I, it looks like you put a lot more time into it. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, it, I, by, I was so overpowered at the end of the game. It was ridiculous. Just means you were shit at it. It means I was shit at it. Why does it mean I was shit at it? Because <laughs> means... I've done it quicker. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. No, but I was just trying to get my money's worth out of it. I'm pretty sure you did. But do you enjoy it then? Yes, yes, I did. I think I I understand that world. Um, Am I bothered about the next one? Yeah, I'll probably pick it up. Did it make you in any way interested in the previous games? Mm, not to the extent I'd want to play them. But, um, yeah, I, I checked my 360 earlier and The Witcher is sitting on there, so I might have to give that a go in the next few days. I just want to have a go of it before the next one comes out. I think unless you're entirely enamoured by it, then um, there's no point in going back at this point. No, no, exactly. Because um, besides, I fucked up the lives of um, of so many people in that game. Um, certainly, <laughs> certainly the people that were um, uh, that were in the previous one, I understand. So I didn't know who they were. They were upstarts to me. Right. At least keep your save file because there's a good chance whenever they bring out another yeah, one, sure. you'll be loading up that save file into the new one again. Mm. Um, you've never went the same character any time. It's always a new set, a new motley crew that you go. But you generally, at least the world state that you've left, based on the decisions that you've made. Generally, going to the next game. Yeah, I got I got to settle that um, when I started the game. Anyway, I think there's some dungeon keep website, uh, and um, you were able to make all the choices that had happened in the two previous games, uh, which I did, and I just chose them irrationally uh, and just made things a bit messed up because yep. I didn't really understand what they were talking about anyway. I couldn't bother to read it all, so just made some random choices. I've got a feeling that. If you were to compare my timeline to your timeline, time I'd imagine yours is more akin to, you know that really horrible future when Marty goes 
back in time and back to the future when he, go, he goes to his normal time and everything's just really horrible and dark. Yes. And that's the, I'd imagine that's the comparison. I've got to your world and it'll be really horrible. That, that is my life, sure. <laughs> uh, fair enough, mate. So, you're moving on to something else? Yeah, I I picked up Far Cry 4 yesterday because I was just itching to play it. And, um, oh, it's, yeah, Far Cry 3.5, isn't it? It's really good. Um it's very, very pretty, as you'd expect. Um, and it's just the same as the last one. Uh, and I'm loving it so far. A few new things, like the grappling, so you can like climb up um, mountains and stuff. That's pretty cool. You swing along on... Uh, you can sort of swing across ravines with them and stuff. Um, yeah, loving it. Got a little um, gyrocopter thing to fly about in. Just, the map just looks absolutely enormous. That's about all I can say on that. Um, yeah, I'm just going to get stuck into it really yeah it's good fun so have you been riding your elephants into battle then Dash? not yet haven't unlocked the skill point and haven't come across any either but um oh. yeah there's oh, yeah trying to take down the tigers they are proper bullet sponges so so you can't ride elephants from the beginning like you could in the demo uh well i think you need to unlock the i think there's an elephant skill point i don't know i just haven't come across any yet where i am in the at the beginning of the game because oh. i've unlocked a few towers which which are which are really good puzzles, I suppose, to some extent in themselves. Um bit they're not like the um rickety pylons you had to climb up in three. They're sort of uh, far eastern mystical towers, if you like. You know, like a sort of pagoda sort of thing. Uh and you climb up there and um yeah, it's sort of Synchronise the map. Yeah, synchronise the map. <laughs> Pick, <laughs> find out where all the chests find are. Find out where all the chests are. Go and buy some maps, find out where all the unlockables are in the area. Yeah, you and um as quickly as you can really, you just need to go off and do some hunting just so you can actually start to carry stuff about. Otherwise you'll go through one location, you've just filled up your pouch with skins and things that you've found and so on. So you keep having to fast travel back to the base, yeah I know. Uh, uh, dumping it all off and flogging it and then going back out there again. So, first thing to do is just get all those pouches and things upgraded a bit. So, that doesn't keep happening. You can actually just keep going somewhere. How does it seem narrative wise, mate? Um, the game is constantly pushing you in different directions. So, as soon as you've done one thing, I think I've done about six or seven, maybe, of the main missions. Um, and that's because they were just sort of pushed right in front of me straight away um, without the need to sort of without um, having me go wander off or anything so now I've just sort of taken taken my time the, the story seems quite good you've returned to this um, place called Kirat uh, to sort of drop off um, drop off your mother's ashes or it's your sister's ashes it's somebody's ashes anyway somebody's ashes yeah uh, um, I'm sure your character kills. Yeah, he does. He does. We don't. like that more than I do. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I also when I, I put it on, I was just pissing about, and um, I played for that cheat ending that you can get in the first twenty minutes of the game. Ah, I've heard about that. Yeah, it was I've quite it. funny. So you get you after the opening intro, you're left in this room to escape, and if you just stay there, oh, the, the guy comes back. The spoilers are there. No, it's not really That's a spoiler. An intro one. Well, at least if you're telling people how to do it. <laughs> Well, it tells you to wait. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so I've, yeah, I've that's, this, that's what uh, I've been playing. I, well, uh, I think it's, it's probably one of the next things on my list to play. It but, would be good if you get it, because um, it's a lot of uh, 
the whole thing's co-op, isn't it, as well now? So you can play it online or offline. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, right, okay. That, that makes me excited. Mm. Right, we might need to look into that to see just how co-op it is. Jeez. Yeah, definitely, yeah. completely co-op, well, yeah. Sounds like it could be a really good laugh. No, it's going to central the fourth, though. Um, really? <laughs> you getting bored <laughs> of that then, Jess? Not particularly bored, no. Um, so let's see me into it. Yeah, I think it, I think it is. Yeah, I think it's it's now we've we've unlocked all the things and, and we're just going around. It's it's kind of yeah, always more of the same. I don't know. Um, I think we'll Jace, play to the end and see what we say about it then. I think you there was an instant change in your thoughts and feelings on the game when we accidentally unlocked the thing that told us where all the collectibles were. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that, especially when they're supposed to be hidden collectibles. And um, right. yeah, it I did really not think didn't impress me at all. Well, I mean, basically, in Saints, you get uh, loyalty missions mm-hmm. for the characters that you have on your ship, and one of the characters, the reward for beating his mission was a collectible finder. But any time you get one of these abilities from it, you still need to go in and spend your actual cash on on the ability. Yeah. But this one just automatically unlocked, and there's no way to switch it off. And now it shows us on our radar whenever there's a collectible nearby. So does that mean that you feel compelled to just stop what you're doing to go and get it? Or you'd rather have just found it by chance? Or is it just basically filled the map up with just loads of stuff No, because we'd already done so much yeah. of them, didn't we? We'd, we already had, I mean, there's a thousand, two hundred and what, two hundred and fifty orbs? Twelve fifty-five, yeah. Yeah, and we already had at that point well over a thousand of them <laughs> and loads of the other stuff. And we'd done that without the collectible thing. Obviously, that's not too hard because they're big, massive blue orbs, and you see them at the top of buildings yeah. and stuff. So, but and we we spent a couple of sessions just running about, splitting up in the city, and running about getting the orbs because if we're playing it in co-op, and if he picks up one, I get it, and vice versa. Mm. So we just separated and just went about on an orb hunt. So, I it kind of cheapens it now that we can find the last bunch of them just by looking at the map. I'd imagine. But, yeah, I'm enjoying that. But Far Cry might be the saviour, Jace? It might be, yeah. I think I was hoping this Saints would be um, a bit more like the last one. I think the last one, for me, so far, was more enjoyable. It's just because of the fact that cars and guns and stuff are just non-existent, really. It's, um, Sometimes yeah, it's we get in one just for a laugh, don't we? Mm. Yeah, a bit retro, let's take a car. So and then, and then never lasts up. long. And then usually we just pick it up and throw it at each other and smash things up. <laughs> yeah. but it is fun, mate. It's, it, don't get me wrong, it is, it is silly fun, but um, I'd like a bit more, some substance to it, maybe. Uh, but, yeah, so that's everything you've been playing, Dash? Yeah, pretty much, I think. We haven't played much between us, really, have we? <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I just mentioned three, two games and Dash yeah, mentioned no, I'm, three. I'm only, I'm only one. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't, include, uh, that doesn't include FIFA and Rayman that I've been playing. Make a note there for us, Will, please, because I just fucking made a stupid note. So, Jace, can I ask you a bit about Screenworld? Go on, so, then. Seeing as you're now hardcore, well into it, unlocked everything, um, or Not almost, quite, but yeah. um, how does it measure up as a sort of roller coaster creator? Uh, as as opposed just to a sort if, of full on theme park game. Just as a roller coaster creator, when you when you're just doing the building levels, um it's really good. It's really quite rich and um 
you can have lots and lots of control over what happens on your coaster. That bit's quite good. And the very last building level uh, is about three times the size of all of the other levels, and it's just ridiculously fantastic. You can make the most elaborate, crazy mm. coaster. Um, so it's worth playing through just to have the payoff of that. Um, I'm really looking forward to going in the sandbox mode and uh, really letting loose with things because um, that that I've been unlocking parts of the sandbox all the way through. Um, so that's the next big mission really is to uh, just do the last few bits of the, the game itself and then hit into creating stuff that I can share with you. Like when you well, get... that sounds like the sort of Disney Infinity toy box, doesn't it? That you're constantly unlocking parts to use somewhere else. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. I think that uh, sort of method's been used before, and um, yeah, it's it'll be interesting. Um, the thing I was always worried about, because watching you playing some of the earlier building levels on Twitch, I noticed that you have a limited amount of parts that you have to use for the challenges and stuff like that, so I feel as if those are a bit easier, but if you have to build a big giant one, I mean, where do you start with that? Well, see, the one at the, the, the last level one, uh, for example, most of the levels you need to score two or three million points to, to get all your stars. The last one, just to get the first couple of stars, you need four million. And to get all the challenges, you need like six, six and a half million. So you need lots and lots of points. You need to uh, really start thinking about what you're doing. Aye, well, as I said, but the earlier ones, it's like maybe you're only allowed to make it so many hundred metres um, oh yeah, there's limit. There's there's limits on all the levels, but um, the the limits get longer and and higher. And uh, there's there's levels like there's there's one where you have got no real um, space spread out, no real footprint for it. So you've got to build up, and it's all about um, how much you can fit in just in a in a small vertical space. That's quite good. There's lots in there, I think. I near roller coaster tycoon though. <laughs> It's not trying to be, though, is it? <laughs> Dick. <laughs> right. What now? <laughs> yeah, what now? Host. Uh, right, so that's sort of gaming stuff that way. Is, has anybody got anything they want to bring to the table for a bit of a chat, chat, chit-chat, chit-chat? Whatever it's uh, called, a chit-chat. I um, guess the, the, the thing that I wanted to talk about was the changes to FIFA Ultimate Team. Because we've played a lot of FIFA, haven't we, Jess? Far too much FIFA, more than I've played forever and ever. <laughs> um, but, I mean, for anybody that doesn't know, Dash... Uh, not. Uh, right, obviously, FIFA has its ultimate team mode. It's had it for a good few years at this point. And it is like a kind of collectible card version of FIFA. So what happens is you start up ultimate team, they will give you a team of bronze players... They won't. They won't be particularly suited to each other, but they'll fit the positions in your football team, and you can from there go on and play games. Every time you play a game, you get coins. Uh, I think even if you get beat, you generally tend to get about four hundred coins. Uh, if you win, you get a, maybe a couple of hundred more than that. But you use your coins to buy booster packs and open it up. The booster packs gets you other players. You can decide to put them in your team. Or you can decide to sell them on and try and make some money to buy your own players off the transfer market. Now, uh, it's been exploited a lot over the years because players like Lionel Messi or Cristiano Ronaldo tend to sell... Don't for... worry about who they are, Grandad. They're just no. some people who kick a ball around the field. I've, I've heard of them. Well, they tend to go for about a million coins or more each 
Now, as I said, you're maybe getting max from a single game, you're maybe getting about 600 coins. And if you do a league, even at the top league, the, well, at the, the top end of it, I mean, I'm in League 3 right now, and I think it's about 9,000 coins you get for winning it. So you can imagine the amount of playing you'd have to do to be able to afford those players. And But what people have been doing is people have been going on websites and buying coins from it. So you'll maybe spend a fiver for a couple of hundred thousand coins. Now, what people have been doing is they've been, in order to get these coins, because you can't just send someone coins or players or anything like that, but say, for instance, Dash, you're the nefarious company trying to give me the coins. What I'll do is I'll select one of my really cheap bronze players, put them on the transfer market for, say, 300,000 coins, and obviously no one's going to buy them off me, but because you're the one transferring the coins, you're going to buy that player from me for 300,000. Um, so in order to combat this, what they've done is they have put limits on the players, on the amount you can sell them for. Uh, but the way they described it when they put this update out was it was to limp, to stop people being able to transfer these coins, but also to show people the true value of players. Now, from the coin point of view, so, like, for instance, you've got a, a lot of the players, the most you can put them on auction for is like a couple of thousand now, which is fine. Uh, it, it is making players a lot easier to buy and sell on the market, but they seem to have kept the likes of Messi, his uh, maximum buy it now value is five million now, so it hasn't changed that at all. People are still selling these players for ridiculous prices, and when we, me and Jess were talking about it earlier on, and I don't know if maybe if they keep this, if they're just trialing it for the end of this game, and that when the next one starts, you might start to see these high end players lose their value because. People won't have that amount of coins, coins banding about. Do you know what I mean? But I mean, there's a few other games that use this booster pack system, and I I feel as if they do it right. I mean, the the ones that come to mind is is Hearthstone in particular, because I mean, I, I suppose you need to go back to the way FIFA's packs work. But when you buy a pack, I mean, Jace, how many times have you opened a gold pack in FIFA and got anything of note in it? Twice. <laughs> Twice. How many how many packs do you think you've opened? Oh, several. Um, yeah, lots and lots. Right. Now, with Hearthstone, I would say, if you're, if you're playing both games solid, if you're playing FIFA solid or if you're playing Hearthstone solid, I would say in FIFA you're going to be opening up a few packs a day, which is fair enough. But in Hearthstone, I, I would say, if you're, only, if you're not putting money into the game, you're probably going to open up a pack a day, maybe two. Is that, I think that's reasonable. Yeah, yeah, but pretty much. I feel like everything you get in Hearthstone has value to it, and when you get a good Hearthstone, a Hearthstone card, it works. But what they've done is they don't have an auction system, so you can't sell the cards for other players. Uh, if you get a card and you don't want it, you can break up the card uh, and turn it into dust, and you save up your dust, and you can look at the wee card library and decide well, I really want this card, so all the cards I'm getting, I'm going to break them up into dust, and I'm just going to buy this one. And there's nothing unfair, unfair about that at all. And I'm just wondering, do you know, is that possibly something that FIFA could move towards instead of this whole transfer system that people are blatantly abusing? What do you think, Jess? The thing is, mate, I, I'm, 
I'm 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 not entirely sure how I feel about the FIFA thing because even when people have got all these fantastic players, they pay money, real money for, and they they break the system and stuff in FIFA. You and I both know we can still beat them, not all the time, but we can still beat these people. We can still um, show them that their money hasn't really uh, made them invincible. So I quite like that part of it. Um, as for the transfer thing, I don't think it's going to go away entirely or get fixed entirely because uh, some of that uh, game in the system, if you like, is part of the appeal, and that's why they keep bringing the same people back all the time, you know. And uh, I don't like the idea of people making money off it. That that's a bit silly. But um, I don't mind people spending their money just to still get beaten. Well, the the thing about it to look at as well, Jess. Now, you're the same as me at this point. You've bought all the players that you can reasonably buy. Because you're building a, a PSG team, aren't you? I've had the PSG team for about three months. <laughs> now, he, put, he put my, my situation into perspective. I'm building a, a Barclays Premier League team. I'm putting that together. And I've got a pretty good team at this point. But there are a lot of players that I would really like in my team. But they all cost well into the 100,000s at this point. And I'm not even going to go for them now. So, what do I even aim for when it comes to play, playing the game? Apart from climbing up the leagues and stuff, which is fair enough. That's one way to look at it. But when you look at it like that, all you're doing is just playing football over and over again, which is fine if you really like football. But I've always really enjoyed the building aspect of it. Of I'm playing more games so that I can afford this player. And right now, I'm sitting at the point where I don't want to save up constantly to try and build up enough points to spend on one player for a, hundred, a couple of hundred thousand. And as I say, you're the same. You can't afford... Is it Ibrahimovic you can't afford? No, I can't afford him. And how much one is day. he going to cost you? 600,000 coins. <laughs> exactly. So now you're sitting at the point where all you're doing is just opening up packs for the sake of it when you're gaining the money. And it I probably the... should be saving them, but I'm not. I know, but as I say, I, th- I think it's, it kind of takes away from it a lot when there's nothing to aim for. And the only way to properly aim for what we're both looking for now would be to go and exploit the system because of the way it's went. And I'm kind of hoping that when the next game comes out, if they start with this system in place from the start, as I said, I think maybe you won't find people... People might still try and sell Messi for a million, for instance, but no one's going to buy it because no one's going to have the money to buy it and maybe that'll learn people to put the price to a bit. What do you think? Possibly, but um, I can't really see it. I still think there's going to be this massive rift between the the crazy rare players and um, and the normal ones, really. I don't know. It will be what it will be, mate, to be honest. Um, I just like beating people at FIFA, really. Well, Especially in when, that they, case, when they're on Connect and you can hear them. <laughs> if it's just about beating people at FIFA, right, and when you look at it, you've you've went for the whole PSG team, so why not just play online seasons instead of going ultimate team and just starting with PSG? I could do that, mate, quite easily. I wouldn't have to worry about buying anybody but, much, would I? But no, I know. But that's why we play ultimate team is because we like this whole collecting aspect as well. Well, at least I know that's why I do, and a lot of other people do. But I don't know. But that that's pretty much all I've got to say about it. That's what you think. Um, I had. Didn't understand a word of any of that. <laughs> Not a bit. <laughs> okay. Um, 
I thought I tried to explain it, but um, some people just don't have it. Okay, Anyways, no, yes, that's, I, that's I, all. I, I do understand that you have these cards. So, but if you're missing um, Ibramovic, whoever it is, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the chairman of Chelsea card. Um, if you're, um, so could he turn up in a random pack then? Yeah, everyone's got a chance of turning up, but obviously it's it's all a, a supply yeah, yeah, and demand thing. It's all a rarity of these uh, expensive players pushes the price up. It's um, it's it's all market forces and all that bullshit. But I think just the point Will's making is about people uh, playing the game and um, maybe, doing it wrong. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, look at you can go on and spend actual money on FIFA where you're giving you the money to give you cards. I mean, maybe. I mean, the fact that all the players are all ranked is rare. Once once you get to that shiny gold category, they're all the same rank. So when you buy a pack and it's you're going to get, you know, three rare cards in it, um, one of those rare cards could be Messi, it could be Abramovich, it could be any of these players, but more likely it's going to be one of the, you know, rare contracts or something stupid like that. Um, what if there was a different level of rarity to the cards? And... You know, there was a way to guarantee you were going to get one of those cards eventually, maybe like by buying a pack, a, a certain pack. You know, you get these um, player packs that come out, and it's, they're a ridiculous amount of money. You're talking about like maybe 25000 for a pack of players. What yeah. by buying that, you were guaranteed to get a, a different level of rare card from it? Yeah, so the, add some more levels to it, you mean, really, mm-hmm. just to break it down a bit more. Yeah, so like, oh, if you're willing to spend, you know, 50,000 coins of in-game money, you're definitely going to get a Team of the Week player, for instance. But it might not be, you know, one of the good ones. It might be one of the ones that's on the bench on the Team of the Week or something like that. Do you know what I mean? But you're still guaranteed to get something that's of note. Whereas, I've opened... I'd I'd say at this point I've opened well over 50 packs in the game and I've never came across anything that is beyond just a standard gold player. And that's kind of ridiculous. It's a, it's a really bad drop rate from those. But then you watch these Let's Play videos and it's like every second or third pack, pack they're opening up and getting a team of the week or, you know, a player that's worth about 60,000 and stuff like that. And there's just no fairness in it. Do you know what I mean? There's there's no kinda, nothing there to hold me in to buying packs anymore. But I don't know. There's, I mean, obviously we ain't going to solve this problem sitting talking you, you about it. You sound like you're upset because you're unlucky. There's unlucky and there's, you know, you're just not. And there's will failing at life. <laughs> well, you're the same, Jace. How many? I mean, how many packs have you opened up? Oh, hundreds. Right. What's the highest you've ever sold a player for in the game? Uh thirty-seven thousand. Right, and that's high-ish, but you know, you're not getting any of these ones that you can sell for enough. Basically, is what I'm saying. I mean, no, that, that not, player no. wasn't even enough to probably covered the amount of packs you'd opened that week. Eh, maybe not. So I'm, I'm just saying that that's maybe a, a way to do it is, you know, instead of bringing out these packs that give you more chances of rare players, bring out one that's going to guarantee you something from it. Yeah, fair enough, dude. Um, and then let's the, hope they the, listen to you, because they're, they're obviously all the EA FIFA team are listening to us, so, you know. Right, hi, how you doing? How you doing, guys? Anything's possible. <laughs> 
Right, is that it then? Will we put that one to bed, have we? Yeah, we've, pretty we've much, mate. That's, that's all I've got to say in the matter. Fair enough. Um, right, shall we call it to a halt there? I think no, let's go on for another two Yeah, all not pull an all-nighter. No, no games to talk Can't about. Really. So, You've not um, pulled an all-nighter for you know, a uh, years, Dash, shut up. And you got any holidays planned? <laughs> Somewhere that it right. now. So, if uh, you've got anything to chime in on the conversations we've had, if you've got any feedback to give us, you know where it's going to be sent by now. We are on the Twitter, at console underscore ninjas. We are on email at console ninjas podcast at gmail.com. Um, yeah, get in touch, and we will be back, and hopefully we'll play some games before we come back next time and talk in your <laughs> ear rolls again. Uh, thanks, lads, for your inputs today. I'm sorry I haven't had much to put in myself, but uh, hopefully we can... Keep pushing on, you know. At least we're talking, aren't we? At least we're getting some shows out. Yeah. What's it all about? That matters. <laughs> I did really pessimistic. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's a bit more, mate. All right, it's time to go, right? Catch you later, people. Bye. 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 Bye.